Facebook Live behind the scenes footage. Every episode starts with me saying behind the scenes footage. Behind the scenes footage. And then when it concludes, behind the scenes footage. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to iBass Radio. Today is, what's today? November 13th. Uh, 13th. Year of our Lord. Lord of the, <laughs> Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> 2019. Did you read Lord of the Flies when you were in school? No. Do you know that book? Uh, well, you just said you didn't read yeah, it. Yeah. No. Do you have any notion? Have you? Does it ring a bell? I'm, no. Okay. I mean, I've heard that it exists, but that's as far as I can get. It was a book they made us read when we were in school. It's about these little kids. I think maybe their boat, a boat gets stranded somewhere on an island and all the adults die. And only the kids, I think it's something like this. And only the kids live and they devolve, not evolve, devolve. They go backwards into becoming this like ruthless, kill or be killed society. And these little kids are like killing each other (laughs) and fighting for survival. That's what they made us read. Now, now there's Hunger Games. Yeah, so. pretty, it's like that. It was like a kid's Hunger Game, hmm. but they made us read it when we were, I think, in middle school. Huh. So pretty, pretty bleak. What's the moral? <laughs> I don't know that we should love school, <laughs> that we should love society. We should respect what society is because if it wasn't for society and all the structures of society, we would all just we be would a bunch all of just be a bunch of animals. We would all just be a bunch of savages. Gotcha. Murdering each other to try to get the coconuts. They were on an island, so they were eating coconuts and. Hunting chickens and stuff like that. So how's it going? <laughs> it's pretty good. Did I say? Oh yeah, this iBass Radio uh, with Adam Pearson and Zach, Zach Nelson. Yeah, Zach Nelson, right, right. So what have you been up to the last couple of days? Well, thankfully not uh, partaking in the Lord of the Flies. Thank uh, God you weren't on a you weren't on a boat that got, stranded, <laughs> yeah. got stranded somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, last couple of days. Been staying busy or been taking it easy? I think I've been staying busy. I okay. was in Seattle yesterday. Nice. Mm-hmm. How's Seattle looking? Uh, it's the same as it's been for a while now. Tons of traffic. Do you like oh. city? Do you like cities though? Do you like being like in the hustle of a city? I, do. I, like, I, I like the energy. There's something about yeah. it that's cool. Um, the Sounders won like the. What was the, What was the I final? What was the final score? I don't know. I just know they won. Oh, you don't watch? You don't watch the game? No, I don't follow soccer. Oh yeah, they did win though. <laughs> yeah. And so did the town go crazy? Uh-huh. And it was it, yeah, they did like a march yesterday. <laughs> and all this stuff. So this goes back to the other podcast. I was saying people are obsessed. With dudes and women <laughs> getting a ball somewhere. Yeah. And the other team is like, hey, you're not going to get that ball there. I'm like, oh, yes, I am. Watch me. I'm going to kick it over there. Mm-hmm. They're like, nope, I'm going to kick it down before it gets to the place where you're trying to kick it. And then they kick, they get the ball to the place, and the whole city's like, yeah, we got the ball in the thing. And they win a, a massive piece of metal. Huge piece of metal. <laughs> Shut down the streets, have a march. <laughs> and all the people, like, they're marching down the street like, yeah, you got the ball. We love you. You're the best people that we have to offer in the world. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. We'll give you millions. We'll give you millions for getting that ball in that place. (laughs) We love it. Yeah. I want to hit you with a vocab word. All right. I listened to one of the previous podcasts. We were talking about how we humanize animals. I couldn't get my my, my mind on what the right word is. The correct word for that is anthropomorphize. Have you ever heard of that word? Mm, Anthropology. It's like anthropology, but it's anthropomorphize. So morphing so anthros. Anthros is hum- like the study of humans. Okay. Morph is like the change from one thing to another. So you anthropomorphize. You change an animal you're changing into hu- animals into humans. What if you change... Uh, wait, what's the opposite of that? I don't know. Wait, well, I have to look it up. Humans and animals. Yeah, what's... What? Well, that'd be Lord of the Flies. Yeah, that's right. So what is it, though? What's the, what's the anthro equivalent? I think it's like zoo. 
I think it's the word zoo, like zoological. So zoo, like yeah, like zoomorphite, like zoomorphite, zoo, oh, like Yeah. Right. So I think we maybe just That's came up with a word. We should Google that and see if I was. It, <laughs> you know what? I'm you know what? It right good. Now. You know what I? You know what I like sometimes when you can reason your way into something. You have no prior knowledge of the right. thing that you're you're talking about. Oh my goodness. But you just reason. You just reason on it, mm-hmm. and then you end up being able to figure it out. Is it a word? Zoomorphic. zoomorphic. Yeah. Having or representing animal forms or gods of animal form. All right, we're pretty close. Zoomorphism. All right, right, what is it? Read it out. Okay, this is not working. Uh, Zoomorphic is a word, though. We were able to figure out that that actually is a word. Zoomorphism. Greek, derivative of the Greek word zoon, which means animal. Uh Uh-huh. So I got that right. And morph, which means form or shape. So I feel like that we reasoned our way into a word that that legitimately makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Animal attributes are imposed upon non-animal objects. There you go. There you go. Right. So I, bam, just reasoned my way into that. All right, so now here's the thing now. Okay, because you were talking about how you're super good at spotting trends and designs, and as a result, you never really have to study for tests. Right. You learn some fundamental rules, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of just reason your way into this, into things. Just figure it out. So I just reasoned my way into that. Into With, We didn't practice that. No, that was completely I just, That was just off, off the top the of my top. head. Now, here's here's a real problem for guys like me and you. I, I'm, one, I'm wondering if you run into this. Let me just look into your eyes for a second. I don't want to get too creepy. Okay. Which eye? Both eyes. You know how you can only always only choose one? I'm looking at b- both. There's no way you can look at both of my eyes simultaneously. You I feel like I am. I feel like I am. bounce back and forth. I feel like I am. You might be right, but I feel like I am. <laughs> All right. Here's an issue. Are you humble or are you cocky? You. What are you? My natural tendency is to be cocky. Are you able to get it under control? Do you make an effort to get it under control? Yes. Okay. So my natural tendency is to think I'm right about everything automatically <laughs> because I could reason into stuff like how we just did like uh-huh. dude could, could somebody else just think of zoomorphic on the spot I'm pretty proud of that right but yeah, I do that stuff all, but um, I just that stuff all the time but as you can tell he's practicing humility as we speak but, no man but I'm gonna tell you something over the last I would say over the last five years but particularly over the last year and a half I'm under I'm starting to get my head around that no matter how smart you are, there's so much stuff. Or no matter how good you are at mm-hmm. one thing, you're going to suck at so much stuff. True. And if you're smart, your, your tendency will think that you're better than everybody at everything. Mm-hmm. But that flatly is just not the case. That's not true. And you really got to get your head around that because otherwise it's going to mess you up. Yep. Yeah, there's all, everybody on this planet is better at something than everybody else. That's right. So in marriage... I'll tell you, man. So when you, if, if and when you get married, you want to get married someday. Or you're not in, interested in, in marriage. Yeah, well, you, you get married. All right, you, you, you'll you'll settle down. Um, <laughs> for sure, down. for sure, in marriage, if you're a smart person, if you're really good at reasoning, like you're really good at coming up with right answers, mm-hmm. you gotta, man. The the <laughs> the the quicker that you can be humble with your wife, and realize that she knows a whole bunch of stuff that you don't know, and is better than you at a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. That helps so much. And I'm not just talking about it helps the harmony in the relationship. Okay. Like, your wife is actually legitimately way better than you at a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. And if you force your solution on to the situation, things will turn out worse. Uh, like, not, I'm not just talking about you need to be humble just for the sake of keeping the peace. Like, 
Your wife's better. So many times what your wife wants to do is way better because she's way better than you at a bunch of stuff. And I'm starting to realize it at work, like, I, was, I suck at a bunch of stuff. So just, I've just, just started to come, to come to terms with that. It's hard to admit there's some stuff you just really, truly suck at. And if you're smart and you're good at coming up with stuff, uh-huh. that could be a, kind of like a really hard pill to swallow. So have you already embraced the fact that you probably just suck at a at bunch a of stuff? Of things, yeah. You're, and you're all right with it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a hard thing to come with. It's, hard. <laughs> it it's kind hard. of hard. Like when you're in a situation and someone's like, I think we should do this. And you're like, no, no, no. This, this is the cocky dude. Boy, it's like, no, 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 no. We shouldn't do that. Au contraire. Au contraire, mon frère. You ever heard that expression? It's French. I don't speak French, but that's like, au contraire, mon frère. It's like, I disagree, sir. Something like that. Let me tell you how it really is with my superior knowledge and my superior reasoning skills. And then, like, so a great example of this would be like, my wife's way better with directions than I am. She's got a better sense of direction than I do. Okay. So, like, if we're if we're lost somewhere and we're close, like so we need to turn right and go around this way. You don't want to. You don't necessarily put the GPS on because you're too close. You're too close. The GPS. You're, you're within close. a few blocks, right? My wife would be like, "You need to get over and go over here." And I look at it. I'm like, "No, there's no, no way. No, we got to go this way, right?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'm telling you, we need to go this way." Like 95% of the time, if I follow her advice, we get there like in a second. <laughs> Pretty much every time. If you follow your advice, you're back on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> then we finally turn. Heading the opposite so direction. Then we get so lost, we actually do turn on the GPS. It's like, it's like you need to do a U-turn immediately. I'm just driving like oh, the man. most direct route away from where we should be going. So that's good. And at work, there's a bunch of stuff like that too, where I've tried. You've you've even been a part of this stuff. Where I got some idea, I'm like, dude, this is totally what we can do. Zach, I need you to start working on this. this. Is it. And then like three months later, it's like, did it work? It's like, no, it totally, <laughs> it, it failed on delivery. <laughs> so now I'm getting much better at like bringing in outside people, uh, consultants, yeah. experts, coaches. I'm starting Extra to get into advice. that advice. to tell me what I have to do because I, I can already see I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. So what do you suck at, man? Um, I'll have to think about it. <laughs> That's you need to know what you suck at, dude, so you can avoid that stuff. I'll tell you a couple of things I suck at. I think it, that's such a broad thing, though. Like, uh, but there's some certain things I know for sure. I definitely suck at. One is I suck at directions. All right. I'm real bad at directions, so that's one. That's a home thing that I suck at. I'm really bad at planning events. So like any kind of dinner or get together with friends, I cannot take the lead on that. Gotcha. I'm too like I'm too simple. If everybody came over to my house, it would just be like pizza and water every time you came over to my All house. All right, that just reminded me of one thing I'm really bad. All right, go ahead. And is, I'll just... um, I'm I'm naturally terrible at being compassionate. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm super. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm super just blunt. Just like sometimes. just suck just suck it up pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I like I I don't. I have a hard time and like showing empathy, mm-hmm. like understanding the other person's situation. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty empathetic, but I'm I'm similar to you. I I'm empathetic, but I don't have much sympathy. Mm. Like I can get where you're coming from, but it's hard for me to accept that's where that's, that where, that's you're coming, where you're coming where you're coming from. from. Gotcha. Um, there's a there's a whole bunch of research on this, like like positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement. So. One skill in life is to, even if you don't agree with somebody, to still try to, try to connect with them for your, own, for your own selfish reasons. 
That was that's that was, so. So so one thing like which one, is totally ironic. It is totally ironic. <laughs> it's like I don't care what you're saying at all, but I'm gonna let you tell me what it is because I might, you know, I want I want your friendship because. You know what? It would the, make me happy for yeah. you to be happy. One of the yeah. hardest things along that line is apologizing for something that's not your fault. That's that's pretty rough. That, that <laughs> is super hard to do. You do that a lot when you're when you're married. Do you have to do that with your sisters and stuff or with your friends? Where do you find yourself doing that? When have you had to do that? Um I guess just miscommunications. Not nothing big. Yes. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you have to do it with clients too. A lot cuz clients maybe have a lot of a lot of stress in their life uh-huh. and they lash out at you. And so they're lashing out for you and if you look at the data of the situation, it's very clearly you, you didn't do anything wrong, but you just happen to be would be like in the path of the tornado and it's it's whipping you up like a cow you've never seen the cows and how they fling you around or you're the barn in ohio and the tornado's coming and, just destroy you. <laughs> it's just, just gone. and you're just in the way and you just have to go hey i know i know it's tough i'm sorry no i'm sorry you, you, you do this old trick where you don't apologize for the thing that they're mad about you say, i'm sorry you're upset you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no that's... i'm sorry but sometimes that's all people need is they just need somebody to go hey oh yeah i hear you i know yeah, what you're going yeah. through all right so you suck at compassion. <laughs> I um I sort of naturally suck at compassion too. I think that the st- the root of it for me is I just grind. Like I I very rarely let anything get me down. Do you get down or are you usually get, I do. Do you get pretty down? Yeah. Yeah. So I very rarely get really down. And so since I like every day pretty much just wake up and oh, I got troubles forget the troubles like let's just go. Let's just move uh, through. Anybody who doesn't do that, I'm like, come on, like, please, <laughs> would you be tougher? Like, why are you so, being such yeah. a wuss right now? All right, so what do you do when you get down, if, if you don't mind me asking? I basically just, like, stop talking to people. And, and, just, and get like, some alone time? Yeah. All right, so. I, I watch TV. <laughs> all right. So that's another thing, that thing where you isolate yourself. I keep going back to marriage, but it's, it's overall. Um, I'm going to just relate this to marriage because I, I read a book that said that the stem of pretty much all women's unhappiness in marriage, but this, this could be expanded out, is a feeling of insecurity that you don't love the woman anymore. Mm, That's okay. what it is. Okay. And a man's natural tendency mm-hmm. when you get into an argument is to, you know what, like, I don't need I'm this. Like, here, I need yeah. to be by myself mm-hmm. to process this. I need to take a walk or I need to watch some TV or I need to just put on my head. I just got to... I gotta just think about this and just get my head around what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But the action of withdrawing only exacerbates, you know the word exacerbates, mm-hmm. increases. It only exacerbates that feeling of insecurity. So it's the exact wrong thing to do. Gotcha. When you're at least when you're dealing with women, but overall, even with friends too, like walking away from a situation and not just kinda like not being mad and just staying in there and try to talk your way through mm-hmm. it is generally about the worst thing you can do. Because gotcha. the other party takes it like, well, yeah. what? I guess you don't care. That's usually what it's like. So you don't care? Like you're just going to walk away? We're not going to talk about this? And then, you know, maybe it doesn't get I actually, I don't have an issue talking through the problem. Yeah. But even once it's talked over and supposedly solved, I keep analyzing it over and over after it's already solved. Yeah. And then I like basically just get myself down because I just overthink it. Yeah. I think also that's probably, I don't like I don't like to do this too much, but that's probably also just, just part of youth too. You probably haven't like been through enough tu- enough yeah. tough situations yet, so everyone seems kind of 
like a big deal. But man, as as an entrepreneur, yeah, dude, as you bad, start to grow bad. your business, you got to have really tough skin because bad stuff happens almost every day. Like something, some problem needs to be solved. How often does a problem get to you? Like actually, or does not um, does no problem get to you anymore? Problems get to me, mm-hmm. but I'm super good at compartmentalizing them. Like a problem gets to me, I'm like, God, oh, dang it, that sucks. But then I can go, you know what? I'm not going to deal with it right now. <laughs> like right. I'm just not going to let myself think about it. I'm, when it's time for me to solve this problem, uh-huh. I will come back. I'll, I'll think about how bad it sucks. I'll come up with a solution, and we'll fix it. But I'm pretty good at like not letting a bad thing mess me up in the moment. Gotcha. I can put it off. I can put the suffering off. That's you. You start to be able to do that, or like I've now it's get to the point where you get to super Jedi status of of dealing with problems <laughs> and being a problem solver. Where something super bad happens and you just you just it's like what would be the word? You just absorb it. Like it doesn't get you down. It's just like and it's just in you. You're like. Alright, that's a thing. That's a thing. Like it doesn't even yeah, it doesn't even get me down. It's just a thing I gotta mm-hmm. do. Like you 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 can recognize how bad it is, but you also realize you got a bunch of other stuff to do. And if you know if you let that one bad thing derail you, then you won't be able to do other stuff. When I mean, you got kids, a house, mm-hmm. bunch of animals, <laughs> bunch of people, chickens, bunch of clients, bunch of stuff like that. <laughs> or like I think they say Russell Wilson's always talking about how you gotta. You gotta just let the last play go and focus yeah. on the current one. Like that's true. If you if you let if you let problems really get you into a bad space, you never make it through. You would be um, immobil- yeah. I gotta work on that. You'll be sure. immobilized yeah. by that stuff. I don't know. I don't know what. Let's see if we can think of a good life hack for that. Yeah. Is there a way to change that? If you're naturally a person that just takes a problem and it just derails, and it's you. a super big deal to you. Let me think Whether on that. Whether it is. Really, a big problem or not? Yeah, but it just totally puts you in a bad yeah, space. Yeah, is there a way to to change that part of your personality? I, th- I I think there is. Let me go ahead and do a pitch. All right. Can't believe we're already eighteen minutes in. Dude. <laughs> I know. Dang, eighteen minutes goes by so fast. I think there is a way. So I never thought about it, but I actually am really good at this, at like <laughs> letting bad, like letting hard stuff uh-huh. just sort of like slide off me. Not to say that I ignore it, but that. I let it slide off with me and I deal with it on my own terms. Yeah, so I don't let it drag me down. So, all right, I want to talk about IBAS business solutions, especially want to talk about the cost reduction service. If you have some really bad problem, like you're spending too much on merchant service fees, or you think your, your accountant is doing a terrible job, or you're overpaying somebody in your office, please get in touch with us to talk about our cost reduction service. We charge $500 one time. If we do not save you at least $5,000 a year, we will give you a full refund. It's guaranteed 10X on your investment, although if you save that 5,000 three years in a row, it's really a 30X on your investment. You can learn all about it at ibassbusiness.com or give me a call at 425-332-5058, extension 101. And you know what I say? If you want to call me up and tell me something super negative, I say bring it on. Call me. You can't get me down. I dare you. I dare you. Call me up. <laughs> Try to throw me off. It's not going to work. You'll find out firsthand. I think the number... So going back into what we're talking about. Right, right, if right. I could transfer... Smooth. So I think there is a solution for a lot of our own personal problems, mm-hmm. which is making a firm decision about your, how you're going to act before it happens. Before it happens. So much of stuff is like that. For example, for religious reasons, we don't have Isaiah do the do the Pledge of Allegiance in right, school, right, right. right? So 
he's got to go in and be a little bit different. We don't, you know, we don't celebrate, we don't celebrate holidays. Mm-hmm. So when Christmas time comes around, he has to tell the teacher, "Listen, I don't want to draw this Christmas tree. Can you give me something else to work on?" Right. Right. And in that situation like that, it's pretty easy to be peer pressured, mm-hmm. right? But and 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 if you're seven or six, you're, you're six or seven, like how Isaiah is, um, it's just, you're especially susceptible to peer pressure. Your teacher's like, come on, just do it this one time. It's fine. You, you want to be like the rest of the kids. Mm-hmm. And they're like, come on, Isaiah, just paint it. It's not a big deal. And you guys say, no, my parents told me not to do this. Right. I'm not doing it. Right? So I think same thing with like diet, same thing with getting down. You have to go, like the next time you get down, you got to make a decision like, all right, I'm down. But the next time this happens, I'm deciding right now. This is what I'm going to do. I'm making a firm decision. You, same thing like... If you go to if you go to a place where people are gonna peer pressure you and you just, before you show up you're like I'm not drinking beer like I will not drink beer I don't want to drink beer and they show up say like, have a beer man drink a beer say like, nah I gotta work early more come on just one beer it would be easy to give into that unless you made a firm decision in advance I'm not drinking beer I don't care what happens mm-hmm. same thing with getting down like at at some point I just made a decision I don't care what happens I ain't getting down <laughs> I might get down for a second like. Like if you get hit in the face, it might hurt for a second, but you, you get back up. Yeah. You gotta make a decision in advance. So much of life is like that. Just like I don't care what comes yeah, at me, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting into that space. Same thing with like walking away from your wife. You gotta make a decision in advance. I don't care how unfair this situation seems to me. I don't care how irrational these things seem to me. Same thing with her. Like, if because men, what men got is testosterone. So our if we don't withdraw, our natural tendencies to be aggressive like what like what do you think what are you talking about man that's ridiculous you know like you start to get into like combative mode so if you if you got a husband and he's starting to get combative your first situation might be to act a certain way uh-huh. right but you got to make a decision in advance like i don't care what happens this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna stay i'm gonna talk it out if i get down i'm gonna set it aside until i got some time to really think about what what it is and what it means mm-hmm. and what i should do that's like where you, um, they say you shouldn't write an email when you're mad or you shouldn't go to bed when you're mad. That's all, it's all kind of the same thing like yeah, it's true. of taking, taking a predefined approach to how you're going your li- to mm-hmm. live your life. It's a principles-based approach. Yeah, or, or if anything, like if, if you don't feel like you could deal with the situation immediately, you could at least tell the person, let's think about it and come back yeah. and talk about this at this time. For sure, that's a super good thing to do. And just tell them, like, I want to talk about it. I'm not in a good space to do it, like, mm-hmm. like right this second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then even after that, um, you might have, like, this thing cycling in your head. You're, oh, replay- you're replaying all the details of what happened, what you could have done differently. What, you know, what, what did that person mean? Mm-hmm. You wish they would have said something different or acted a different way. And just like, God, what could I have done better? What's, like, why am I feeling this way and all that? Yeah. When that's happening, man, you could really just go, you know what? I'm not. I'm not doing this right now. I got other stuff to do. I'll think about it later before I go to bed or something. And you yeah. just decide in advance how you are going to react to things. And I've like, so I've made a firm decision with clients when they call and they've got a problem mm-hmm. to not be combative. Like I never argue with our clients. I always say sorry. I always do my best to resolve the situation even if it's not my fault. Same thing with um, we have like 100% money back guarantee. I've given people $5,000 back. I've already made a decision. And in this case, we had a contract. They... I was I had a legitimate legal claim to not give them that money back, but I have already decided if anybody asks me for any amount of money back, I'm doing it. So when I'm writing the five thousand dollar check, I'm not feeling like oh god, what am I gonna do? I really need this five thousand dollars. Like dang it, 
oh, I feel so bad. That person's so unfair. How dare they? It's like, no, I already decided. I'm giving people their money back if they ask for it. Uh-huh. And then there's nothing left for you to do but just give and them the money back that. and just move on to the next thing. And that would normally hurt. But if you've already decided in advance about how you're going to be, it, mm. I mean, it makes things a lot easier. You've got a real principle-based approach to life. Right. Don't you find that that, like, that firm decision about how it's going to be in advance helps a lot? Yeah, like, for sure. A, a lot on so many different issues. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can, I think it's, like, I think people underestimate how many areas in life you can go for a principle-based approach on anything. I mean, you have to figure out what the right principle is. Right. That's the hard part. Well, you, yeah, you got to figure out the problem and then figure out a principle to to feed the problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah and, and Or to prevent it. And we once talked about, like, we were talking about, is it harder to know what to do or harder to right. do what you know what you're supposed to do? And that was the point I was making. I Like, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's hard mm-hmm. that you just decide, like, or there's a lot of stuff that's tempting, but you just decide not to do it. Like, I'm just not okay. going right. to not... You do that too. I mean, I know you do some of that stuff. Like, yeah. Right? Um, so you, a lot of times, um, so when you've already decided what it is, it's pretty easy to act the right way. Do you find that? Or do you find it's hard to act right even though you know what's right? Like, we already went over this a little bit. but Yeah, I think it's once you know what the right thing is to do, it's easier than if you didn't. Like, I know you're, I know, for example, you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. But... Like, would you have you ever been tempted to celebrate Thanksgiving? No, you haven't been because uh-uh. you already decided in advance. Like, <laughs> I just don't do it, right? Yeah, doesn't matter how good the mm-hmm. the turkey and the stuffing smells or like how tempting it is. Like, <laughs> you already made that decision, but it's kind of hard. Like, for you, you were raised a certain way, but later in life, it's kind of hard to like, should I or should I not celebrate Thanksgiving? It's kind of okay. It's kind of hard to know if you should or shouldn't. It's kind of hard to. Make that switch once you're a little bit older, don't you think? How to like get your head around what the right principle is, what the right mode of action oh, is. Oh, like knowing why you have a principle? Is that? Or just even knowing what the correct principle is. I think that gotcha. could be pretty hard to, to get your head around that. I have always thought that that's been hard. Like we've been talking about your wife or even where you have to apologize for something mm-hmm. where you know you're, you're wrong. Like how do you get your head around what is the right thing to do in that situation? Because you have your you yeah. have your pride, your pride's like telling you don't apologize. On the one hand, but on the other hand, on the other side, you have your sort of what would be the word like your pragmatic mind. It's like, dude, this is just going to go on forever. Just apologize. <laughs> just apologize. Yeah, so it's, it's hard for me to figure out like a lot of times what the uh-huh. right. Once I know what it is, I can really I'm good at sticking to it. But I have a hard time sometimes, like getting my head around what what am I even supposed to do here. I think that's why we. I mean, most people would just like ask a friend. What do you do? I usually talk to somebody talk, about it. Yeah. Get get some advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually I overanalyze it, and then <laughs> I, I decide to talk to someone about it. Or... I do that too. I think I'm more apt to probably read about it, read a book, get a book on the matter, mm-hmm. and try to try to figure it out. But yeah, that's always I, I've always had a, a easy time acting on my principles if I'm decided on it. I've had a harder time getting my head around. Like, what, what is the right way to What's go? What's the right principle? Yeah, yeah, it's hard for me to do that. The marriage thing is, is what would be the word? Um, the marriage thing is just full of situations where you have to, it's hard uh-huh. to figure out what the right thing to do is. Yeah. Gotcha. Men and women are so different, man. <laughs> Men and women are so dang different. 
You know that from being with your sisters and stuff. I don't know. Well, we always come back to the man, the men and women thing. I'm really interested in that topic. How two people who are so fundamentally different are able to get along and live harmoniously. That's a tough one, man. Probably because we are different. Do you think that's a part of it? Do you think that's yeah. like the main reason we, we complement each other? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's so much stuff in marriage where... Well, we were told, we started off this episode talking about humility, where pride gets the best of you. Mm-hmm. But, the other, but the other thing is, this is my, from my experience, I really believe this. The other thing is, I don't think women really want a pushover either. So if you're just a wuss and you're just always apologizing for stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, that's not really, that's true. like, how, how is someone going to respect you if you're just a wuss? <laughs> yeah. So there is a time to be strong. Mm-hmm. And same thing with clients, too, I guess. Like, if you're always letting them walk all over you, then they might take advantage yeah. Right? And you start, to, you start to become a soft person. But no one really wants to hire a soft person to take care of stuff for them. They also want someone who's strong and independent. Yeah. It's, it's complex. So anyways, going back to humility. Um, the last year and a half, dude. Especially <laughs> in business. Man, I was riding high like a year and seven, like a year and eight months ago. Dude, you couldn't tell me nothing. Like I was making more than everybody. I'm just being honest, man. Like I was making more than everybody I knew. And um, I had a nice little thing going, and then I, I tried to level up and, and make it a new business. Uh-huh. And um, I, I realized there's so much stuff I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm totally without skill or knowledge in so many areas. But I think that's actually healthy. I think that's actually healthy. Yeah, it is. I, there's got to, I think, isn't there some biblical verse about, about wisdom and humility? I feel like there's one, like, on the tip of my tongue about the why. There's something in there that's, like, specifically ties... Um, that, that ties like arrogance to foolishness yeah. and wisdom to humility. And I think that is the most true thing in the it's world. Very true. Dude. So here's another thing, man. When you're, when you're a kid and you start to get kind of smart, like let's say when you're like 12 or something, <laughs> like right before you're teenagers, dude, you start to think you know a lot. A lot of stuff. So much. You read like one book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you read like your first. All whole, of a sudden, you're this. You read like your first whole book. You're like, Pop, come here. I want to talk to you about something. <laughs> the way you've been doing all this is wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> this whole thing you've been trying to run in the house. I've been reading about it, man. You totally messed it up. <laughs> you blow it up, dude. Kids should be super humble. <laughs> I, this, this is one thing I like. Now, when I hear the kids talking, I realize kids don't know anything. <laughs> like kids should totally be humble, don't you think so? It's true. It's very true. Were you a pretty humble kid no, or teenager? How how did your parents handle that? Were they were they patient or they're like they dude? Were they're like dude, you don't know anything. Yeah, both Take my it parents are really patient. So. Yeah, yeah. That's when you look back on it. Do you ever regret the way that you acted about? Oh, so, for sure. Me too. Absolutely. I look back on a bunch of stuff. I'm like, dude, why was I so confident in that? <laughs> yeah. I did not know anything about it. I should have been way more attentive to what my parents were trying mm-hmm. to tell me. All right. Anyways. All right. I guess we'll wrap it up. Be humble, everybody, please, yeah, yeah. For, for crying out loud. I know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> yeah, listen to this. Yeah. Take my advice. He's I'm the most humble man. <laughs> You've never seen humility like this. You may have heard about it, but you have never seen it. Person, never I, guarantee seen it I guarantee you that. <laughs> Call me up. Challenge me. Let's have a humble competition. You tell me something. I'll show you how humble I am. I promise you, you've never seen anything like it in your life. All right, well, I guess we'll just wrap it up. Time goes by pretty fast, huh? It does. 30 minutes. You get started, you wonder what you're going to talk about. Well, looking back on time, time goes fast. It does. At the beginning of these podcasts, I don't know exactly, like, how it's going to go, but then in a second, they're just over. 
Huh. It's pretty crazy. All right. Zip it up. Zip it and out. And zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs>